0: Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is We the Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, September 16, 2021. As of today, 65% of the Italian population is fully vaccinated. Considering only the over-12s targeted by the vaccination campaign, 75% of the Italians are fully vaccinated. Regarding the doses administered in relation to the populations. The regions with the highest rates are Molise, Lombardy, Puglia, Umbria and Emilia Romagna. Those with the lower rates instead (coughs) are Sicily, Calabria, Trentino Alto Adige, Valle d'Aosta and Campania. Tomorrow the monitoring of the data of contagion and hospitalizations will tell if all the Italian regions will remain with the restrictions they had this week or if something will change. Calabria could go in the yellow zone, but it is not yet certain. Next Monday, Italy will begin the administration of the third dose of anti-COVID vaccine to some categories at serious risk, for which the administration is considered the completion of the vaccine cycle. Then there are those for whom the new injection made with the messenger RNA vaccine and so either Pfizer or Moderna is considered a booster and enhancement of vaccines already received done to maintain over time or restore or adequate level of immune response among people at high risk fragile people with less rare diseases than those previously mentioned, but who are still at risk of becoming seriously ill, the elderly and those with occupational exposure. This evening the Italian government meets and decides about the ascension of the Green Pass in Italy. We will be sure only tonight, but it seems very likely that it will be decided to make it mandatory for all public and private workers with the same obligations and the same penalties already enforced in the world of school, from 400 to 1,000 euros fine and suspension from salary after four days of unjustified absence. There are 3.2 million workers in the public administration and 25% of them are not vaccinated. It seems that the 15 million workers in the private sector will also be subjected to the same decisions, but there there are still some doubts about this. The decisions should go into effect before mid-October. A silent revolution is happening in Italy. With an amendment of only three lines approved a few days ago, of which evidently the guidance of bureaucracy, slowdown and denial of innovation and rights in Italy weren't aware, it has been possible to start collecting the signatures of Italians online to organize referendums. The referendum is an instrument of democracy foreseen by the Italian Constitution, but it has always suffered from the enormous difficulties related to the way in which the signatures of the Italians had been collected. With the exception of one small visionary party, Italian politics has always wanted to discourage these initiatives, which have often shown how much one some issues the Italian people were and are far ahead of, of their political class. The Italian Parliament approved the law to regulate and allow referendum only in 1970, 22 years after the entry into force of the Constitution that mentions it as a right for all Italians. During the 70s, abortion and divorce needed two referendums to be fully recognized as rights of the Italians, who showed their will to a Parliament more and more conservative and reluctant to recognize the will of the Italians on issues so sensitive and dear to the Vatican. Over the years other topics have been the subjects of referendums and today two topics such as euthanasia and the liberalization of cannabis have reached the number of signatures uh, necessary to ensure that the referendum can be held. This great novelty that will allow for the first time finally the Italians to say what they think about these topics has been possible thanks to the right to sign also through the digital certification that a third of the Italians obtained and used during the lockdown, bypassing the impossibility of having to deal with the Italian bureaucracy in presence. Therefore, the technological acceleration resulting from the pandemic is allowing a democratic acceleration that had long been requested by the Italian Corte Costituzionale, the counterpart of the American Supreme Court, which had long been asking Italian politics to legislate on euthanasia because it is an issue where there are no clear rules in Italy. Italian politics has never been able to do so because it uh, it has always been afraid to touch such such, such sensitive issues and so now it will be the citizens to tell the politicians what the majority of Italians think. Finally, whatever you think about these topics, uh, this is a very good news. An an initial, initial monitoring of the 51 deadlines set by the end of the year in the Italian recovery plan has been published. The recovery plan is divided into ten installments of European money that will be dispersed only if the goals of the previous phases are met. 75% of the timetable of this first phase is well underway, despite the fact that usually in summer everything comes to a standstill in Italy. The ministries are not only committed to, respective, to the respective deadlines that the plans assign until the end of the year, but some of them are carrying out work that bypasses this deadline. They are more or less all quite aligned in terms of timing, some are even ahead of schedule. We have always said that a miracle would be needed to meet the recovery plan, probably with 10 deadlines it will take 10 miracles, and it seems that for now the first one is becoming possible. For the future we will see. There are very few Italians who deny that this is largely due to the charisma and credibility of the head of government Mario Draghi. It is perhaps also for this reason that Draghi has been included for the third time by Time magazine among the 100 most influential people in the world, the only Italian in this list. These are the words Time asked Janet Yellen, US Treasury Secretary, to explain the reason for this recognition. Draghi is guiding his nation through the pandemic with a deft hand, championing a swift vaccination campaign and relief measures to help Italian businesses and workers. Backed by a large allotment of EU funds, he has set in motion many necessary and politically difficult policies and investments to green the Italian economy, reduce inequity and advance digitalization. And with Italy leading this year's G20, Mario is bringing together the world's major economies to end the pandemic, promote an inclusive global recovery and tackle pressing global issues like climate change. It's been nine years since his famous speech, but Mario's do-whatever-it-takes approach is more relevant and inspiring than ever. <coughs> now, the US is grateful to have Mario as a partner once again, this time as in Prime Minister. And talking about the EU and inspiring words from great female leaders, uh, yesterday the President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, gave a speech on the State of the Union in front of the European Parliament. And I, personally, was moved. Now, why is Weed Italian News talking about a speech by a German politician, and why was it so moving? It's because the speech was dedicated to young Europeans who are the protagonists of the recovery plan, whose precise name, in fact, is Next Generation EU. And the President of the European Commission concluded, concluded her speech asking the members of the parliament for a standing ovation for the guests she was celebrating, saying that she perfectly represented the spirit of young Europeans with these words. Listen to this. Trying to find the right words to capture the essence of Europe and of these feelings is not easy. But it is easier when you borrow them from someone who inspires you. And this is why I have invited a guest of honor to be with us today. Many of you might know her, a gold medalist from Italy who captured my heart this summer. But what you might not know is that only in April she was told her life was in peril. She went through surgery, she fought back, she recovered. And only 119 days after she left the hospital, she won Paralympic gold. Honorable members, please join me in welcoming Beatrice Bebe Vio. Bebe has overcome so much, so young. Her story is one of rising against all odds, (coughs) of succeeding thanks to talent, tenacity and unrelenting positivity. She is the image of her generation, a leader and an advocate for the causes she believes in. Uh, And she has managed to achieve all of that by living up to her belief that if it seems impossible, then it can be done. Se sembra impossibile, allora si può fare. This was the spirit of Europe's founders. And this is the spirit of Europe's next generation, so let's be inspired by Bebe Vio, this great Italian and by all the young people who change our perception of the possible, who show us that you can be what you want to be and that you can achieve whatever you believe. Now you get why I was so moved? I think so. It's all for now, it's all for today, I'll see you next Monday, please stay safe and take care. And believe in yourself. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was with Italian News. Ciao from Rome.